I do wonder if I made a mistake putting family in the title of the podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is the total opposite of a family for program. Man. Yeah. yeah, if you're listening to this with your kids, turn it the fuck off right now. Now. <laughs> There's already one F-bomb in there. There's going to be many, many more. That's family with a PH. Pouring the people a straight shot of top shelf sports talk. Uncut from South Philadelphia. This is the Family Football Podcast. Yeah, you know, not for the kids, but I think the people like it. You're going to get truth. They're going to get truth. They're not going to get any bullshit, which I think there's a lot of that out there in the Philadelphia sports commentary scene, we'll call it. The landscape's full of bullshit. The landscape is <laughs> people are just trudging tr- through piles of bullshit. <laughs> and the worst segment of our fan base is running the show. Running the show, and that's how they're portraying us, basically. While I blame the national media for not understanding the Santa boot first. It's our fault for promoting these idiots. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. The butch from Maniunks. Oh, oh my God. All these, all these guys. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. I actually like some of them because it's like, this person can't be this stupid. And then I get th- their phone call and it's just like, fuck, they're dumber than I thought they were. Yeah, it's ter- <laughs> it's terrible. I actually have a perfect drop for that. I swear these drops weren't weren't really I wasn't really prepared, but what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> One more straight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, you need a beer? Yeah, why not? Here you go. Yeah, we will be drinking during this whole podcast. Uh we hope you join us. Highly highly recommended. So, add to the content. By the way, we're coming to you uncut from South Philadelphia. We don't edit these things because I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> so you're going to get what you get. <laughs> but at the same time, what we want to be clear about is, is you know, we're going to give you the, the shit that matters here. And today we got we got some basics that we just want to start with. We want to we kind of give you the, the landscape of, of where we're at right now with the birds and... You know, we'll dive into a little bit, of, I think, of the Division Two. you know, as we talk about it. But really, what happened this season? It was, I think, Jason, I think you and I are on the same page here, that a lot of fool's gold this season. Agreed. But if you would have said that they would have had the amount of wins that they had at the beginning of the year, I would have said, no way. Just bullshit. Yeah, I would have you know? been. Oh. Um, I mean, that, I think the over-under line at the beginning of the season was either five and a half or six games. Um, and even I was kind of like, I even thought hammer that under. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just even looking at the schedule, it's just like, eh. I don't, I don't know. I don't see. Um, Only? I don't see. No less. What are they? What are, what, I didn't see. Six wins, no less, you know, nine. Yeah, yeah. nine so right. it wasn't nine. Yeah. Yeah. It was nine wins. So, um, I mean, here's the thing. Here's why I'm over here. Dumbfounded a little bit. Right. Cause you're absolutely right. At the same time. So disappointed in this season. I somehow yeah, Cause you actually got there. Even like going into Tampa. Look, I didn't think they were going to win the game. Okay. 
But I thought they'd give it a little bit more fight than that. And even, like, the offense was kind of rolling a little bit in certain aspects going into that game. But ultimately, the defense for a while there, especially in the second quarter, I mean, they had a couple, like, four or five straight um, – they got Brady the hell off the field four or five times. They showed, Your they, offense couldn't yeah, do shit. Yeah, defense showed they could play, and maybe they weren't weren't as much of the problem as we thought. Right. I mean, there were still ultimately holes, because, a lot of holes. And there, here's but. and here's what it goes back to is this is why I say I would have been so happy with this number of wins at the beginning of the season if you told me that's what we we're going to end up with. Yes, but I'm not happy because the other cog in that wheel is I would have said. As long as Jalen Hurts shows me he can play and is a franchise guy, and what happened here is not that, that's for damn sure. Well, that's where your fool's gold is. <laughs> yeah. It's because if before the season, if you were to say nine wins, right? You're going to get nine wins this year. You would have said Jalen Hurts had a great year. Right. Right? Right. So, and I mean, look. He had great games here and there. But again, even some of his stats, they're really, really hollow. Because he would put them up in garbage time when they were either winning big or losing big. Yep. At the end of the season, you can look, look back at his numbers and say, well, well, they weren't that bad. Well, no, they were. Because you got you to gotta put his numbers in context. And- uh, uh, you're spot on. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that in the next episode, episode two of the Family Football Podcast. We're going to touch on the rest of it today because what that means is the Eagles won games. We're over here firmly planting our flag in the Jalen Hurts is not, at least not yet, a franchise quarterback, and it ain't looking Correct. good. Yes. And uh, there's probably some controversy over that because I think this fan base is is split 50-50 on Jalen Hurts. And this is, I think, the stupidity of the fan base, unfortunately, because, I mean... Yeah. Right. The 50% we, that believe in this guy, you are not watching it, football. It's <laughs> such a blue-collar town, and I understand that, but, you know, you ultimately need talent to win. All right, and, and that's the thing. Like I, I think even the people that, you know, want Hurts to be the guy, you can look at a guy like... I hate to even mention Deshaun well, you, Watson but if or you like, watch that, look at the top guys. If you watch that AFC Championship game, you yes, watch that exactly. AFC Championship game, even if you're the biggest Hurts guy in the world, you have to watch that game and go, he's really far. Yeah, so a long way to go here. There's there's a winding road, a long and winding and, and, and that's the thing, even, you know, to, to, just to compare him to Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen a couple years ago was kind of, I mean, he would use his legs to get out of trouble because he could, just like Hurts can. I mean, he has a cannon for an arm, but I mean, you see the progression. So I guess, look, do you got to give him a chance to, to improve? Yes. I don't think he hasn't shown it in college and he hasn't, show, he didn't show it at yeah, any point. If he was better in. in week 17 than he was at week one, I'd say, okay, you see some progress there. You don't, I didn't see the progress, particularly reading defenses. Right, and and that's where you were for the first time in seven weeks in that playoff game is where you were looking for him to be able to do that because he was just playing horrible teams. And that's, you know, that's all that you really need to say about the schedule this year is right. we... And, and that Bucks team, they were right for the picking. You could throw in them. Matt Stafford threw all over them the next week. Yeah, got So, um, I mean, 
they were ripe for the pick, and they had that secondary was decimated with injuries too. Yeah. So I mean, you could have thrown on them. I mean, even Devonte Smith. I mean, before the half, I mean, he was wide open in the corner of the yeah. end zone. He was late. I mean, yeah. you have you have and, to. Hit him. And we're gonna get into. I went real deep on the all twenty two tape for the Eagles, and uh, we're gonna get into that on the next episode when we go into the deep dive on Jalen Hurts. What exactly he's doing wrong? What his strengths and weaknesses right. are? But because we're giving you this uh, sort of uh, foundation for the discussion today of him really not being that good of a quarterback, it sort of sets the stage for. The rest of our season recap, which is what are these other positional groups doing and how did they get us to nine wins? Starts with the head coach. Right. Um, and I even think the head coach, you got to put him in in blame for the quarterback, too. Because, you know, I mean, mm. like it or not, they are I didn't see, I didn't see head, coach, head coach and quarterback are married, period. I mean, true. when head coaches you typically get fired, it's because the quarterback sucks. I wasn't going to go that direction. I was actually going to sit here and praise Sirianni. I feel like he's the modern-day Ted Lasso, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually did good. Because, I mean, like, his first season was kind of a roller coaster. Um, you know, he starts off with that great Atlanta win. The play calls were great. It was great. Everything was awesome. Um, and then he kind of hit that stretch in the schedule from San Fran. And they had that, like, five- or six-week stretch where you were playing nothing but good teams. And um, you you kind of saw it was more everything was more horizontal, you know, yeah, sideline to sideline, right? And he didn't. It, it took him a while to get out of that. Now praise the, the adjustments though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he did. And that's what the other coach didn't do is he didn't adjust. He kept trying to do this exact same thing. These five step drops, just go deep, deep, deep. Yeah. I mean, he was more. It was the total opposite with this guy. He wanted to go horizontal, the screens and all that stuff. It's just like, dude, you got to go down the field. <laughs> I like, I mean, I will say the play design, as I watched the season progress, the play design got better. Yes. Um, the particularly, I mean, the Eagles had a ton of success with that, uh, that sort of option dive uh, tight end wide receiver out in the flat play. Yes. Where, you know, you kind of go go the one direction and he pulls the hand off and your tight end's out there on the flat the opposite direction. He did a good job utilizing the tight ends, too. I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, this isn't a fantasy podcast, but you want to grab Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. And, and and it it trickled down to the rest of the offense. And, yes. And, and honestly, it's what made, it's what made me as we – you know, I can't. I keep hyping up the next segment here, uh, but you'll have to tune into the next episode when we talk about Jalen Hurts. But it got worse and worse because of how good I felt everyone else was executing and how underrated they of a season they had. Because the offensive line, I mean, Jeff Stoutland, you got to give him credit. The offensive line came into their own throughout. That, the year. I mean, he should be enshrined oh. in the Eagles Hall of Fame. I yeah. mean, this guy oh, yeah. has. I mean, he's been through yeah. what, like three coaching. I think Chip he's, Kelly brought him in. He's enshrined. And, yeah, the I mean, like, of my it's, it's almost like you have. <laughs> <laughs> and they were going to potentially lose him to have, go back to Alabama, go back to college. Oh, where that he would came be devastating. From. Oh my God! It Give was, him the head like, coaching job. Whatever you got. I know. Do. Yeah, you right. keep him here. You can have Howie's. And and that was yeah. If we're going to start position groups. I mean, the bright spot here going forward is you have an offensive line. I mean, you have yeah, the most critical. Yes, you got you got your left tackle, young guy. Um, 
One of Harry, Howie's hits. I, Man, you got to give him credit. I, I want to say Al Michaels, I think, at one point also called him the songbird of our generation <laughs> uh, from his his vocal abilities. But big number 68. Oh, dude. Stud. stud. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, they, and they, um, you, you know, you, you hope Kelsey comes back, but, um, you know. Can't count on it. You're right, right. He's, last I heard, he's up in the air. It's, he's up in the air. It seems like he wants to play, but it's just, you know, until you start going through the all-season grind, that's when you're kind of yeah. going to figure out. It's like, dude, do I feel it? I mean, he's going to be able to play. It's, you know, you got to be in that mental frame of mind to just, I want to get up and train every day. That's. Yeah. That's, that, that's a long, long offseason. I would encourage you, Jason, not to watch the All-22 tape. <laughs> unless you're just going to pay attention to the offensive line. Yeah. Only the <laughs> offensive line. Because I'd also put the wide receivers in the same category as the offensive line. And I think a lot of people would disagree with me there. But when I watch that film, I mean, guys are open. You have open guys. Uh, yeah. You, you have open guys. Quez was open a lot. Quest is kind of an anomaly at this point because he was open, and there are times where he would dog it and quit on routes too. Yeah. So there were times yeah. he didn't help the quarterback out, but there are times you know the quarterback missed him. Uh, Devontae Smith is going to be a stud. Oh player. my god! I mean, and they, and they got that one right. And all all you keep realizing, the more and more you dive into last season and watch him and keep your eyes on him specifically every play. Even the good plays that Jalen Hurts made, a lot of times, Devonta Smith had been open earlier in the route, and then he came back because Jalen didn't get the ball out on time, right. got himself open again, yes. and then made the play. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's he's ridiculous. I don't think anybody even knows how good he possibly could be. He is... Another Marvin Harrison. He like yeah. just the way he moves. He is Marvin Harrison. I mean, he runs great routes. He's got good speed. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. Like he was open a lot on a lot of deep routes. Quarterback didn't have the arm to get it down the field. Yeah. So and even you know, listen, you could. I mean, could you imagine Devonte Smith with uh, Justin Jefferson if they didn't make that Rieger? Oh pick? my god! Uh, but even Rieger was open a couple times this season. But. Yeah. Yeah. You still you could count him on one hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even bring that bum into this. Yeah, he, he didn't make the catch when he was open, but yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> what specifically yeah. that, that those Giants games? I mean, my oh, fucking they, god! They I mean, that's the thing. Like, awful. usually, you know, you get one chance in a game, and it's just like, fuck, I blew it. He had like two <laughs> or three fucking chances it's that gotta, game, and feel. he blew every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, and it was like they were. I mean, they were tough catches, but they really weren't horribly contested. No, no. And here's the that meme going around. Uh, Justin Jefferson was on some podcast recently, and he was like, "Yeah, I, saw I just feel so bad." You <laughs> no, know, he doesn't. No, Jay he doesn't. Ringer being compared no, to he me. <laughs> just the fact that he says that, it's just like, yeah, yeah. you guys got it well, fucking horribly wrong. My immediate thought was that Justin Jefferson would have handled being compared to Justin Jefferson way better than <laughs> but, but, but God, yeah, I mean, the guy... At the very, I mean, listen, he could be something. He won't be something here. He needs to go. I don't think he's going to be anything because, you know, I was even reading about him uh, this week. I mean, he came in to his combine overweight. 
yeah. like 10, <laughs> 10 or 15 pounds the, overweight. And and disappointed in the 40. Right. Like, yeah, like he was horribly. supposed to run like one of the fastest, like 4 2 four, It three. blows my mind like how you pick that guy. Yeah. And you, and you still pick him? And and that's, uh, I mean, we'll eventually. I got to do it him. again. And what that's, are you doing? <laughs> and that's the thing. And that's, uh, you know, it goes back to the GM, too, of already having his mind made up and not yeah. listening to are you, are We you, can eventually get into that. Are you, I was going to say, are you out on Howie? Yeah, I am because time for a new guy. Honestly, um, the way I look at Howie is Howie is a wannabe football guy. You yeah. know, he's he's a guy that you know hasn't lived it his whole life. He's a business guy, smart. I'm sure he's a fucking smart guy. Doesn't get the athlete side a, a, exactly. He's yeah. never been in the trenches. He's never gone to war, um, and he's he wants. To kind of, he's one of those guys. You you see it in all aspects of I, life. I, 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 he no, wants to I prove was, his worth. I was I was just about to say, I I played a good deal of ball, but I think I'm one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I've been sitting on my ass a long time, man. Right, right. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. You probably have more snaps than he does, though. Oh, definitely. So, <laughs> definitely. So, but no, definitely. he wants to prove his worth. So he wants to put his stamp and say, I, you know what, I was right. I was right with this pick. So yeah. instead of going against, he goes against the consensus. And the consensus is, you're fucking football guys that do this for a living. Yeah. you got to trust them. And that's the thing. I mean, they've blown so many. I mean, you could go back. I don't want to relive the horrors <laughs> oh, of we'll do a whole, the DK Metcalfs, we'll, listen, the, the Justin Jefferson. I was thinking but, uh, for right around Halloween, we'll just do that episode. Because that's what it is. It's a horror, we can, that'll be a horror movie. <laughs> We could, we could fucking talk for days Jason, on that. Jason's yeah, no. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad. It's Jerome McDougal bad. But you got to give it's him. Danny Watkins bad. Yeah. You got to give him credit on a guy like Dickerson. Like they, yeah. It, it, yeah. I well, actually like that. That's a great pick, transition. It was a gamble. It was a gamble. And just the draft class overall last year. You got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, yes. as part of our season recap, I think we got we to gotta mention. The, the draft class the ended up to be. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Um, McPherson looks like a miss. I, I wasn't a fan either. Um, a, a lot of corner, I think, I mean, besides quarterback, of course. You almost have quarterback, to Cornerback is the hardest yeah. position to transition to from college to pro. I mean. Because they don't call as much at the college level. And they're, I mean, think even Alabama. I mean, like, even though you play in the SEC, how many shitty quarterbacks are you playing? A lot. A ton. A lot. A ton. Right. In the NFL, you're playing guys that could beat you every fucking week. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it's, just, it's I mean, tough. listen, take this with a grain of salt because it's coming from like a six foot, 300 pound fat guy. But to me, corner's got to be the hardest position in the game to play. I agree. You know, it, just I mean, that reaction ability, the, the physical nature, it, you got to be Spider Man. Right, right. And especially a lot of these guys, I mean, the cornerback position as a whole is starting to trend up into the, you know, teams are looking for those long, um, lanky, you know, 6'2 right, right. guys. Six, one, Traditionally, six, two. Corner, cornerbacks, your guys yeah. are like 5'10 so, to 6'0". So, so now you got to be Spider-Man and you yeah, got to be right. tall. Right, and some of these <laughs> fucking receivers like DK Metcalf, is they're like 6'3", like, 240 and they run a 4-3. I mean Right, and you got to react unfair. to that. Right, you right, right. You got to stay with them yeah. and you got to out-muscle them at points and you're yeah. just not going to be able to do that. But, but good draft class, bad bad secondary. I think that position's in shambles going into next year. We got Slay and nothing else really. Yeah, cuz you got um you got Nelson hitting the market. And I mean Nelson didn't do bad for what you paid for him. You got him for one year, 3 million. Um you know, he that's you, you got what you paid for. I was gonna say, you know I, don't what I, mean? think, I don't think anybody's uh unhappy with uh 
with Steven Nelson because mm-hmm. we all we all knew that that was a hole that needed to be filled. Right. I mean, he we was knew like it was a rebuild too. So you know, we weren't going to get on a you know at least a smart side of the Philly fan base. We weren't going to really get on him too much. There was a reason he was out in the market till July too. I mean, part of it was because he was looking for you know a multi year deal. But part of it's because also yeah, and part of it's because Howie's a little shrewd. Yes. You know? Yes. Got to give him. A well, he had yeah. I mean, their cap situation right, last deal. year was uh, was not good, so they couldn't even throw money at him if they wanted. To. So. But uh, but I would have loved to have seen uh, McPherson uh, fourth rounder. Yeah, because he had that such something. a good training um, camp. And you know what? Like that, that's why I hate with these reports at training camp. Like he was one of the training camp darlings, and <laughs> you know what I mean. And he ended up he couldn't he couldn't get on the field. Oh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna and and that's why I think the people are gonna be happy to have us here because we'll be here for training camp this year. We'll, yes. we'll cut through we'll cut through some of that. We'll try to go through you. the bullshit. <laughs> uh, yeah, because these guys, I think they just fall in love. I mean it's a, it's a tendency, I think, of this fan base is they fall in love with the underdog too much and it's just like I mean, it's it's it, a good story, but how Well they, that's they it right they, there. They, it's they, a story. And that's the problem, is that it's so hard to figure out unless you're a complete fucking nerd like us and you spend like your nights up searching through the articles that actually have the small shreds of information that matter, right? You're 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 basically reading trash. Like there's not a lot, you know. Just like we said, Howie doesn't have a ton of like football experience. Talking, you talk about the beat reporter on the sideline for God knows what is saying. Oh my God, check out so and so. Like right, right. You don't even know. Come on, dude. You don't even know what the play is. And, like, and that's the thing too. Yeah, for, for like every. You know, especially like the guys they tat up for every like Quentin Michael, like a fifth or sixth round pick out of Boise State years ago during the Jim Johnson heydays, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. For every Quentin Michael, you know, there's a fucking Jaquan Jarrett that doesn't turn out yeah. to be shit. You know what Quentin I mean? Michael, I was. I'm glad you brought him up. I was all over Quentin Michael. You know, I liked him too. He was, I, he was, dude. He made. He was a special teamer for his like first three or four years. It took yeah. him a while. Good to get transition, into that, though. Right. Good transition. And he was. He was a very good player here for a Wasn't while. Wasn't George Aloka was one of my favorite safeties. He was a longtime Bengals safety, but he oh was yeah, I undrafted yeah. out of Boise yep. State yep. a while back too. Yep. Good safety. Yes, he but, was. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, we digress. Mm-hmm. This draft outside of McPherson, I mean, it almost hits through the first five rounds at least because of yeah. Smith, Dickerson, and Milton Williams, man. I like him <laughs> going forward because he started. And that's the thing. I mean, rookies, <laughs> look, unless you're a, a, a total stud, I mean, you're traditionally going to start slow. Um, you just want to see jump into the trenches, especially the trenches. You're not going up against freshmen anymore. You're going up against grown men that have been yeah. doing this most. For, and if you look around the league, like most offensive linemen are, are top three round draft picks easily. You're, yep. you're going against and, the best of the best. And the ones that aren't top three round draft picks are really, really, really good. Players. It's almost a physicality thing. You just yes. need, you need time to. No, but you saw at the end of the year, he was... Um, beefed up a little bit. He beefed Looking up. Good. He got a bunch of tackles for loss. I think his last four or five weeks, I saw today, he had like five or six tackles for loss his last couple of weeks. So you saw... I mean, we that's need, what you want to see. We need that. You, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to see that because, you know, I mean, like it or not, you know, Cox is on the downside. He and, 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 and you're stuck with them. Super Bowl winners. They yeah. Hit, they hit in the third round. They hit in the fourth round. Yeah. And for the first time, I think in a while, 
we're feeling like the birds really finally hit on one. It, if exactly. we do it, and if we do it again in this draft class coming up with the three first rounders, right? Ah, oh, it's almost hard not to dive into it too much because, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to listen to the ensuing episodes here. Yeah, we got to keep you wanting more. Right? <laughs> got to keep you wanting more. <laughs> but we are going to go ham into the draft cycle. Last thing I want to touch on, wrapping up the season outlook, we're losing some guys, and we are, what are we working with, right? So when I say what are we working with, projected cap space. We all know Brandon Books recently retired. There's some interesting things around that. Yep. Looking like projected cap space with list of guys that we're going to go through quickly coming out is going to be right around 24 million at least at least for right now. Yeah, and you're um you're right in the, like you're in the top half, you're your 13th or 14th in cap space. Um Brandon Brooks look again, an- another all-time eagle that that contract you signed him to. Um, worth every penny of it. Guy you Super Bowl was one of the best guards in football. But, I mean, really, he's been retired the past two seasons because he's been yeah. hurt. Like, I, it's hard to – I mean, I respect you for saying worth every penny of it yes, because you're right. Absolutely. There is a ring on our finger. Mm-hmm. But if there was not, it would not be worth every penny of it because he – did not play. But again, listen, athletes everywhere who I'm sure all of you are listening eagerly to this podcast in your living room because of who we are, you know, so how could you not listen? Naturally. Um, just know that in Philly, if you win us a ship and then you don't play on your $60 million contract, dollar contract for the next two years, you're still good by us, man. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. You'll never have to pay for a beer in this town again. Never. Never. And Brandon Brooks, that goes for you. We thank you. And he gave us a little gift uh, as he departed as well. Fun fact. So Brandon Brooks retiring because of injury. So if yes. a player retires just by solely by choice, he forfeits the guaranteed money. Guaranteed money can be guaranteed for three reasons. Most of the time when you hear money is guaranteed, it's guaranteed for all three, which is like skill, injury, and, you know, like, crazy accident or something right? right so what uh what brandon brooks was retiring because of was injuries right i mean yes. he had the shoulder and he tore the fucking guy tore both achilles in two years i mean pack that's uh, got to be horrible uh, yeah both, uh, both achilles packs <laughs> i mean these are these aren't injuries it's just like hey yeah we'll see in about six or seven weeks these are like yeah. like six so, or seven months yeah so you know so I mean? well while I say that maybe, you know, we look at it differently without the championship as being a good contract, there's no question this guy just got there. This guy deserves every penny yeah. of that for what he's gone through. Absolutely. Trying to help this team. Absolutely. Um, great things for, you know, bringing awareness, mental health, and all that stuff, too. So, anyway, yep. we're we're moving on. We, we lose him, but we got a great draft pick in Landon Dickerson. Yes. You know, the line is looking good. We're losing. I'm going to run through it real quick. I'm just going to give it, give you everybody we're losing. And then we'll talk about, you know, where where do we really need to backfill from that? It's, <laughs> and I'm actually, you know what? Fuck that. I'm, some of these guys are getting left off because I don't even care about. Just like, give them the meat and potatoes. Andre should cheer, you know? <laughs> but we're losing. <laughs> I didn't know he was Ryan Carradine, Jannard Avery, Derek Barnett, Stephen Nelson, Hassan Ridgeway, Rodney McLeod, Anthony Harris, Nate Herbig. I, I'd love to see them bring him back. Just Same here. He's just adorable. Alex Singleton, <laughs> Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, 
Jason Kroom, Greg Ward. I mean, what well, secondary? We have no. It says we need defensive ends and secondary. Help. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no one on that list that really pops out and says you have to bring him back. Right. Um, I I think a lot of this is going to be dependent on the draft. Um, what you do with those three first round picks, if indeed you even have three first round picks, we'll get into that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, um, yep, yep, if there yep. is one guy on that list, I say, you know, as potential, you know, to maybe bring back, I would probably say it would be Rodney McLeod, just because you don't have a guy waiting in the wings at that safety position. Yeah, and that's, it's that's... a very important position. He another guy who's who has really earned every penny of that contract. Now the past couple of years, he's been hurt a lot and that that's worrisome because he's older. And as we all know, the older you get, the more often you get hurt and the, the harder it is for you to recover. Yeah. And I am sure, I mean, you know, everything you hear about Rodney McLeod from a leadership standpoint. Yep. Yep. I'm sure you're going to need that. Um, but is there anyone else on that list that really like stands out to you? Like, yeah, we need him fucking back. <laughs> I'm looking at it, and, and the answer is no. Um, you know, I you know, other than other than Herbig uh, for that line depth, I'd like to see him come I, back. I, I do like it, yeah, because he, and he plays <laughs> and for the team photo. <laughs> you know, you need that baby Huey there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but he gives you some versatility, like with positions too, because he can play center, he can play guard, he could probably even fucking play tackle if you needed him to. Definitely, um, that would have to be a, a pinch. Definitely. But yeah, I would like this, and he's young enough yeah. too. Plus, what is he, that competition where they uh, like chop wood and saw logs? He could win you that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Could. I don't know anything. He about seems the more guy, like but. a log runner when they're in the water, yeah. you know, running on the fucking log. <laughs> Fancy feet. The man's got yeah. The man's got ballet like toes. The work's incredible. Alex Singleton is somebody I'd love to see off the team, but I don't think it's going to happen because I've never met an NFL franchise that creams themselves more for a linebacker that can cover and not tackle. Yeah, like yeah. Oh right. man! But he'll end up at the end of the game with fourteen tackles. Yeah, man. yeah. And somebody will give him a game ball. Yeah, you know? exactly. But yeah, I mean, dry his hair for him. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. Well, some of the, I mean, no one on this list really. The, the good thing is for a team with a lot of cap space, um, no one on that list, if you do want to bring someone back, is going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I almost would, <laughs> if you don't replace Hertz, this is, and, and this is a good lead into the next episode. If you don't replace Hertz, I almost feel like you're better off just giving these positions to as many undrafted free agents as you can and seeing. Who can play? Right. Because I don't think this quarterback, if you're giving him another year, which even if the front office, which they've said they're going to back him, we'll get into how whether or not that's bullshit later. I think you know it's bullshit. No, it's bullshit. (laughs) You're right. Let's tackle that issue now. You can't trust it as far as you can fucking throw it. And, but if they, what could ultimately end up happening is that there's not a, a sensible move to be made. And, it's better for us, and we might be able to acquire better quarterback talent if we trade a pick and get another first rounder in twenty twenty three, or if we wait till the next off season. And some of us probably would say that might be how it's looking. And so we'll see. We're we're gonna we're gonna dive into it on the next episode. We hope that uh, we hope that you all enjoyed this. We're gonna eat a cheesesteak, drink a couple more beers, and come back and talk some Jalen Hurts with it. Absolutely. 
Thanks for listening.